limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price stamp participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, you're checking out the sphere. And look at that. Look at that set. You got Tommy on one side of me, and you got the fountains going off in the back. Man, it is so awesome. All right, so we're setting up hour number three. Do not go anywhere. This is an enormous hour. This is going to be a great, great hour, and I've been looking forward to this particular hour all week long. In fact, if we're being real, I've been looking forward to running down this guy for a long, long time. We are joined right now by the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Let me tell you about the year he's coming off of. Pro Bowl selection. Offensive MVP of the Pro Bowl, top 10 in the league in passing and TDs this year, a Heisman Trophy winner, a two-time All-American. He led Tampa Bay to the NFC South title. He appears courtesy of Advanced Auto Parts. You know I'm talking about Baker Mayfield. Baker, I'm being real about it, man. You are one of the guys I really wanted to see this week, man. It is good <laughs> to finally see you in person and chop it up, man. How you doing? How you living? Doing great. Doing great. Been enjoying this, uh, this whole past year. Enjoyed the whole process, and now... Uh, just getting to enjoy this whirlwind here in Vegas. All right, let me ask you about the process in the year because we're talking about an amazing year. It starts with you signing with the Bucks. you got to compete for and win the starting job. You have the best year of your career. You lead the team to the playoffs. Given how challenging, man, the entire journey has been and the process, when you think back, dude, you fought for everything, as always. When you think back on this year, what are some of the images and emotions that come to mind? Oh, there's just so much, to be honest with you. Um, it just... My, my whole journey, this is pretty sweet, by the way. Yeah, cool, right? This is awesome. Um, no, just my whole journey, the ups and downs. Uh, like, you, like you mentioned, having to fight for stuff, having to earn it. Um, and for me, having to earn the spot and then have the year that I had, it, it, I love that. I love that, having a scratch and claw for everything and um, just truly getting to enjoy it with the group down there in Tampa. A, a great group of guys, great organization that um, allowed me to be the best version of myself. And so I'm thankful for that. Baker Mayfield joining me on the set. You beat me to it. I was going to ask you about that because you've been talking about this all year long, how much you love the dudes in that yeah. locker room, how much you love those people. When did you first realize, man, and because not every locker room is like that, no. when no. did you first realize this is a special group and we could really achieve some great things? Yeah, so when I got there early OTAs, I thought it was important to, to get there for the whole thing, whole offseason program, but just seeing how close these guys were and a lot of the same key pieces that were there for the Super Bowl run and the deep playoff runs. So seeing how close the, the interaction were not only just on the offensive side of the ball, but the offensive and defensive players interacting together. And so um, just got to know some of those guys, Jamel Dean, Vita Vea, uh, obviously our O-line guys immediately, but just start to get to know them uh, on a personal level. Uh, and Chris Godwin, some of those some of those young guys as well. But it's it just the way they had their relationship set up already, it was so easy for me to come in and just integrate to the whole thing. Baker Mayfield is joining us. I want to read you a quote from your coach. Todd Bowles said, quote, you can't imagine the things that you don't see on the field that he's done for us from a team standpoint, from a mentality standpoint, from a bringing guys together and bringing guys along standpoint. I mean, dude, that's really high praise from a head coach. (laughs) How would you describe your approach as a leader? I've always found it truly fascinating of, you know, the leadership aspect of a great leader always elevates the guys around him, whether it's play or inspiring them or somehow some way Uh, and for me it's learning how guys are wired what makes them tick and understanding um, whether I need to put my arm around a guy right here 
or put my foot up a rear end of another one. <laughs> it's just understanding like when and the timing of when to say certain things. I've always found that so interesting. And so for me, it's the, the relationships on the field, on the field are going to come, but it'll happen so much quicker if you get to know the person off the field. And, and I truly enjoy that. And it's not for uh, any sort of it's gotta selfish be factor. Right? It is. It is. I truly care about the, t- the teammates and the people I'm around. And, and so just getting to know them and, uh, yeah, just always having fun with it. Always, you know, giving the equipment guys or the training staff, people in the building a hard time and uh, letting guys know that it's okay to have fun and smile every once in a while, but when it's time to work, we work. Baker Mayfield joining us. You know, that leadership was on full display. The team hits something of a lull in the middle of the year, right? And yeah. then you go on that big run to end the regular season. I'm curious, what was your message as a leader when things were not going well in November? What were you telling guys? How did you keep everybody together when adversity hit? Yeah, um, so started out three and one, and then lost five of six. We're right. sitting at four and seven. Not not real pretty. Not exactly what we imagined. Um, for me, it was leaning on the other guys that had been there before, that it had been in the season that they actually won the Super Bowl. They were sitting at seven and five, and then wound up going on an unbelievable run to win. And so for me, trusting those guys that had been there before, but then telling everybody, hey, listen. And in reality, our division, we were all kind of sitting around the same record. So it's like, hey, guys, one game at a time. If we fight for this, we're going to be in a position to win the division and, and handle our own and control our own destiny. And so um, you can't ask for anything else other than that. Yeah, it's not we don't want to be four and seven right now. We should be at a better record. We want to be, but we still control our own destiny. Here's the thing. You know this. You don't need me to tell you this, but what you do is even more important than what you say. And the fact of the matter is you win the division title. You thrash Philadelphia in the wild card round. You give Detroit all they can handle in the next round. You've played four playoff games in your career. You put up numbers in every one of those games. In other words, the bigger the stage, the better you play. And it's been like that since college. You can't say that about everybody. What is it about the big moments that bring out the best in you? Um, for me, I th- I enjoy the preparation. I, I love the intensity of the matchup, everything that leads up to it, the build-up. You get fired up for it. And it's just its an unbelievable opportunity when you get to compete on a national level, national stage uh, against some of the best opponents. You want to you bring your A game. You want to you have your best stuff. So I, I think the preparation, you even lock in even more, just the little details. And it's, it's fun to look back at, with the memories of the, of the preparation with your teammates and your guys and understanding if we're on the same page, we're going to create memories that are going to last a lifetime seems to me like, I mean, not every part of the job is going to be great. You're not going to love every part of the job. <laughs> well, I don't know, dude. Am I wrong? Do you love every part of the job? Like, there's got to be this element of, it's not like if you convince yourself and you reframe it, not like I have to, but I get to. Oh, absolutely. Right? Do you see it that way? Absolutely. And a, a big part of that for me this year was Dave Canales. He has that mentality. And so, that's exactly what Caroline is getting. But for me, it's I, talking to people this morning. I play football for a living. <laughs> That's a sick joke. Like, this is a game that I, I just love, and I'm getting to do this for uh, a job. And, and the, the only thing sicker than that is they pay me to talk to guys like you <laughs> who get to play football and get paid. That's even, that's even sicker a joke. But it's true. But, like, it's but, so but you fun. get it, right? Finish that thought. No, it's just so much fun. And so, like, every once in a while, you know, you go into a, a Wednesday install day, and it's just long and grueling or whatever it is, or you wake up on Monday morning that's and you're sore as hell, and it, 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 then you realize, who else gets to do this? I mean, truly, at the quarterback position, there's 32 guys in the world that can say they're a starting quarterback at that time. And so um, it's an unbelievable blessing, and I, I try not to take that for granted ever. 
Baker Mayfield joining us. Baker, did you always know, like, for instance, the thing that impresses me most, I know you're a baller. I know you're tough. I know you can lead. But the way you handled all this, I mean, anybody else could have been really upset, really angry about being released by one team, traded by another. But it didn't seem like any of that ever got to you. Did you always know that, hey, man, I just need the opportunity. I just need the right situation. I know I'm that guy. I know I can still play at the level I played at this year. Did you ever doubt that? Uh, No, I I knew I needed one of those opportunities at a great spot. But that's for me, there were frustrating times. I'd be lying if I said otherwise that I wasn't frustrated. But it it took me back to the old saying, control what you can control. And a lot of those things, a lot of those variables were out of my control. And so for me, realizing that if I just go to work every day, do everything I can to put my head down and and just grind and, and then be proud of the relationships that I kept along the way and those things that I built. Um, I can be proud of that at the end of the day and eventually I'll end up in a good spot and all that hard work will uh, we'll see what comes to life. All right, so really quickly, what about the business of the business? I mean, you had an amazing year. You made it very clear. You're comfortable there. You love them. They love you. You are going to be a free agent. How are you going to approach that process? Do you want to stay there or do you owe it to yourself to look around and listen? Uh, there's a little give and take, um, but I love it there. I, I did love it there. Going into free agency last year, I had the mentality, I'm going to pick somewhere organizationally top down. They do it well. They're about winning. Because at that point in my career, that's all I wanted to do was, was have a chance to win and be in a good spot and enjoy it again. Um, so I'll have that mentality. But obviously, I've seen what Tampa does firsthand. So, well, they, you know, the ball's in their court right now. Um, but, yeah, the, the, we would love to be back there. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to ask you about advanced auto parts. I have one more thought for you, and this is further evidence of the way your mind works. You know, dude, if you stay in Tampa Bay, it's going to be your seventh offensive coordinator in seven years. I think it's, I mean, I think it's eight. Is it eight? I think it's eight, yeah. What, dude, what, what is that like? It, it's not something you'd hope for, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mess. Um, <laughs> You know, but, but you don't know any other way, though, dude. The thing no, is, that's kind of what it's your normal. It is. So, unfortunately, it is my normal. But for me, it's looking at the different systems, looking at the different coaches and how they teach it and trying to not necessarily be like, oh, here's another one this year. Take away something from that system, how they coach it, how they approach that system, and try and learn from that. And so um, each you know, situation is an opportunity to learn and grow from there. I lied, dude. One more thought. What about the Rams? <laughs> you dropping down with the Rams midweek and not even knowing where the locker room was and then going out on a Thursday night and winning. Yeah. Dude, that was incredible. What was that game in that week like for you? Oh, a whirlwind. I mean, my goodness. We were on – we had a bye week when I was in Carolina. I was in Cabo San Lucas when I was getting word that Carolina was possibly going to make me inactive. Um, and so I get back to Charlotte and – Las Ventanas or El Dorado Club what? A little bit of everything down I there. Yeah. I see you working. A few margaritas, sand, right. sand, feed you the go, sand. You didn't go to the office, did you? Uh, no. No, 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 no. You know that place? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, do. I do. Not this time. I do. Not this time. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> you good. Finn, I love Cabo. <laughs> Finish the thought. Same. Um, and so we get back to Charlotte, find out, uh, you know, they're not going to be active. They're like, all right, we want to help you out. I'm like, okay, you want me to ask if I want to be released? Okay, whatever. I'll do it. Um, and not the unknown of... Like, waiver wire hits at 4 Eastern on a Tuesday. And looking at the order of it, I'm like, I think I need to go to L.A. (laughs) I book a flight and go out there. I get a call at 4 Eastern. I'm in in the Charlotte airport boarding a plane to LAX. And I get a call from Les Need and Sean McVay. Get out there, and and two days later, how am I playing in a football game? I have no idea. (laughs) 
And still, that, that's one of those things that I still look at. It, I'm like, that's not real. Dude, was that just a blur? Yes. Yeah. So, so how did you do it? How did you approach it? How did you do it? I studied like I've never studied for anything before um, and just sat down with those guys immediately when I got in and stayed up for quite a while studying the plays, showed up the next day for a uh, walkthrough, and I thought Sean was joking when I was like, hey, go get some reps in the walkthrough. Like, what are you talking about? And so he made sure my cadence was the same as what they had been doing all year, went from there, uh, and just studied all day. And luckily, Thursday night game, um, just kept studying throughout throughout the whole day and then rode down to SoFi with Sean on the day of the game and um, somehow made it work. You know, like it's like midterms or finals, man, when you don't study all quarter long and all of a sudden you're <laughs> freaking out like, man, i got to pull two, two all-nighters and get it done. As you can tell, dude, I've been looking forward to talking to you. You're working with Advanced Auto Parts this week. What yep. are you doing with those folks? Well, obviously, we're here for the Super Bowl, but uh, even bigger Sunday is the following Sunday, February 18th, is National Car Battery Day. Mm. Yeah, a little fun fact for you guys that didn't know that. Um, <laughs> But it, that is fun, dude. The, the campaign for advanced auto parts is false starts kill drives. And so, obviously, when you talk about football, you know how frustrating false starts are. But uh, if you have a dead car battery, that's also extremely frustrating. So what we got going on here is if you register at aapfalsestarts.com before the Super Bowl, you get a chance to win a free car batteries for life. So that's not the length of your car life. It's the length of your life. So pretty sweet gig. But there's got to be one false start in the in Super Bowl. So... Hopefully the nerves are there. We don't want a sloppy game. Just one false start and we'll be good. Just one, right? Yeah, just one. That's a lot. Baker, I got to tell you, man, like I said, it lived up to the hype. I've been looking forward to this. I appreciate you. Thanks for taking so much time, man. It was great, great to get caught up, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Baker Mayfield, if you need him, that was a lot of fun. And, yes, I've been looking forward to that one for a long time. All right, we'll take a short timeout. If you want to react to anything you've heard so far, you know where to find me. Hit me up on the X platform at Jim Rome. If you want to email me, you can do that too, rome at habitate.com. We continue from Vegas. Yo, appreciate you, man. Thank you. When you need auto parts, OReillyAuto.com is just a click away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at OReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. You can also have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over 35 bucks. Get your order fast with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit OReillyAuto.com today. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. We are in Vegas. Huge call today. There will not be one, but it will be brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. One in four car batteries. It's kind of ironic, right? We're talking car batteries. One in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts test your battery for free. They can also help you find the right superstar battery for your vehicle. Learn more at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, I'm not at all surprised that that went as well as it did. Baker Mayfield, I'm talking about. But I'm really happy that that went as well as it did. I'm not surprised, but I'm really happy about that because I think a lot of you clones know that that's a guy. 
I've always had his back because I've always, always liked him. I've always admired him. I've always respected him. I've always liked his attitude. And, you know, it's one thing when you had the great college career he had. And that was never easy. But he had a great college career. Heisman Trophy winner, two-time All-American, drafted first overall. Seatown falls in love with the guy. He wins a playoff game, all right, for the Browns. He won a playoff game for the Browns. Then he got hurt, tried to play through it, didn't play well because he was hurt, never said anything, never complained, and just continued to grind and was taking a lot of heat, getting a lot of heat. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be frustrated with the guy. I'm sure he was extremely frustrated with himself. But again, he wasn't healthy, but kept his mouth shut and tried to grind through it. And then all of a sudden, you find a guy who's bouncing around. He's getting traded. He's getting released. And he admitted, he's like, look, I'm not going to say that it wasn't hard. I'm not going to say that I wasn't frustrated, but I always had this belief in myself that if I got the right opportunity and the right fit, I could still be that guy. I could be that player. So it wasn't always popular to have that guy's back. Like, Rome, wake up, man. Why? When are you going to learn? I'm like, I just like the dude. Now, the irony of the dude, that's the first time I think that he and I have ever sat together and chopped it up and had a conversation like that. So that's why I was so eager to sit with him and have that conversation. And then Baker settled in. You know, he's never going to be that grab-ass guy. You don't get to be that guy unless you've got kind of a, an edge and a chip. But to his point, he said, look, man, we can still have fun. We can still laugh. But when it's time to go to work, we're going to go to work. So that's a long way of saying I'm really happy that he came up on that set. He was fully engaged. He was totally intentional and did a really good interview. That was a really good conversation. Tommy, let me bring you into this because you've seen them all. You know, you've worked on this show long enough. You know where I come out on this guy. How pleased were you? What was your reaction to Baker? Extremely pleased. First of all, I mean, interesting interesting person, personality to see face-to-face to meet, just in general, feel his energy. Like, I, I completely get why he wins a lot of people over everywhere he goes. He's won jobs basically everywhere. He's been forced to win jobs, even in competitions he probably shouldn't have really that shouldn't have been a competition at all. So his energy coming on was really interesting. How, and how then, would you, okay, how would you describe that? What kind of energy, what kind of vibe was he throwing like he's off? Not, he's not a big dude, but he's throwing off big dude vibes, if that makes sense. That's he's, what he's, I'll say. You know what, you know what, he's not small. He's not small. He's just not tall. Exactly. But no, he's thick now. He's put together. Yeah, and confident and just has a, an air about him. And then when he sat down with you, you know, he was... He was locked in at first, and then he loosened up a little bit, and then he loosened up a lot, and, and he, he was super engaged. That was an amazing chat, uh, especially the stuff on the Rams. That just blows me away. Showing up two, 48 hours later starting let me, an let NFL Let me jump game. in really quickly. You didn't hear it. Jamar is ready, but you, you nailed that. I really appreciate the way you set that up, explaining what his energy like was like walking on the set. All right, so we are on the set. We're right outside the fountains of the Bellagio. We go back to Radio Row. We are joined right now by a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He just completed his third season. He was the 2021 NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's already a three-time Pro Bowler this season. A career-high 100 receptions, over 1,200 receiving yards. He had seven touchdowns. He appears courtesy of Sleep Number. I'm talking about Jamar Chase. Jamar, it's great to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, y'all. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you, dude. Really appreciate you. Listen, I, I'm pretty much also aware that you would much rather be preparing to play this week instead of talking to me, but I want to ask you this. Considering all the injuries and the adversity the team dealt with this season, how pleased were you that the team never let go the rope, continued to battle, and finished the season with a winning record? 
Yeah, man, I can say we went through a lot of adversity from, you know, injuries, going from quarterback to receiver, you know, running back, um, line, you know, all over the, the, the field. So um, it was just a lot of adversity for everybody just come together as one big team, one unit, and, you know, want to actually still win and play football games. And uh, that was the biggest thing for us when Jake got the job. I think we all adjusted to Jake and, you know, was ready to, to back him up. I'm on the Las Vegas Strip. Jamar Chase is on Radio Row joining us. You know, you were among the walking wounded, dude. You suffered a separated shoulder late in the season, yet you still had the most productive year of your career despite the injury and despite the team finishing 9-8. and eight. Do you feel like personally you fought through that adversity and took the next step as an individual player because of everything you went through? A lot of the things that I did was for the organization and for the team to, to get in a better spot for the future. Um, you know, I did it to hopefully have a chance to get in the, get in the playoff runs and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I was going to have an opportunity to get healthy right before the playoffs, but, um, you know, that didn't, that didn't really go as planned, so um, we did all we could do and make as far as we could. And tomorrow, this is really interesting. You, you think about this, you know, you could have a Pro Bowl roster comprised only of LSU alums. There are so many amazing LSU players in the league. It's kind of surreal to think about it. It wasn't that long ago, but you and Justin Jefferson had Joe Burrow getting you the ball when you won the Natty at LSU. I mean, to me, it's kind of surreal, even though we all saw it and it wasn't that long ago. What were those days like, though, for you? What do you remember most about the guys you lined up with in college? And what were those days like? Yeah, for me, man, honestly, I could say uh, the thing I remember most was honestly just having fun. You know what I'm saying? We were having fun doing things that we love, you know, scoring touchdowns, making plays on the field. Um, so, I mean, that's just a dream that, you know, every kid always wants to do, you know. But when we see it on TV and we're watching ourselves, you know, it feels so surreal. And at the end of the day, you know, me and Justin, we push ourselves so hard with competition with one another and Joe pushing us in the field room to make each other better. Jamar Chase joining us. So let me ask you something. I talked to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on this show. They were on together last week. I said, Devontae, who is the best receiver in the game right now? He said, A.J. Brown. I said, A.J., who is the best receiver in the game right now? He said, Justin Jefferson. So, Jamar, let me put the question to you. Who is the best receiver in the game right now? I got two for you. I got two. I got two. I got two. Hit me. Okay? I know you said one, but I got two. I got Tyreek Hill and I got Justin Jefferson. Uh, the only reason why I say those two, uh, those two guys put up stats um, unbelievably, man. And, you know, when you watch them play football, they do it with so much ease. And um, honestly, those are my two. All right, I get that. Respect. I can understand that. You know, you look at the Bengals and the Chiefs. You guys have a strong rivalry, man. It's fun. It's a really good rivalry. Let me quickly ask you that Kansas City defense is as good right now as it's been since they started to get to the Super Bowl and in the recent years. What makes them such a tough matchup defensively? What do you think they do best on that side of the ball? Yeah, uh, I think they just really have good schemes on how they play in there, the, the players they play against. Um, you know, they might scheme against a player. They might scheme against the run or the pass. But, you know, I think they do a good job of scheming against, you know, what they're trying to stop against a certain team. All right, so you're teamed up with Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. What are you doing with those folks, and what are the details, Jamar? Yeah, so I'm with Sleep Number today. Um, they have 80% of the lead 
a sleep number. Um, you know, as you know, athletes need their sleep, and you know they hooked me up with a sleep doctor to get me right, um, making sure that I know my sleep quality, my times, what times I need to be sleep. Um, you know, and the best thing for it, it shows me where I need to be at during the season, how much sleep that I need so I can prepare and play myself at the next level. Hey, dude, I'm really curious. Athletes do need their sleep. I'm going to go one. I'll do you one better. Human beings need their sleep. I don't get enough, man. I'm curious. You, paying the price that you pay physically and mentally, like how many hours a night do you generally get of sleep? Yeah, uh, honestly, you know, I, I usually get like six and a half maybe seven sometimes if I'm really just getting sleep. Um, but, you know, my, my goal now is to just get eight hours of sleep, get a full eight hours of sleep, get myself on a good schedule at nighttime and, you know, put it to bed. That's it, dude. You got to schedule it, man. It's discipline. I, I'm with you. I, I don't get eight. I wish I got eight, but you're right. We got no one to blame but ourselves. Jamar, listen, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for making time. I wish I'd see you here on the set, but I'll take you on Radio Row. Thank you very much, man. Have a great day. Y'all too. Thank you. Jamar Chase, what a great player. He is such a great talent. He taught me really quickly. How about the way he answered that question? So I put the question to Devontae. I put the question to AJ. I put the question to him. I like that answer. He said, I'm going to give you two, not one. I was going to say, it's not a multiple choice, though. <laughs> you asked for one. Well, but you, got, you get what you get. I can only ask the questions. Two I good can't choices. It. I can't push back on the choices either. Two good choices. No, no. It's, it's the time. It's that era. Finish that thought, though. Baker, just uh, sorry to cut you off like that. I know you didn't hear the cue. The it was only energy. for Jamar Chase, Jim. Yeah, right. I, I had to pick Jamar over you, bro. Don't take that personally. None Baker, taken. what about the energy, man? The, the big man, big vibe that he was throwing off. That, that, that's a dude very confident and very secure with himself, and not because he had a big year, but because he's very confident and very secure with himself. Right. It just made his whole story make a lot more sense, right? Meeting him in person, feeling his vibe. I, I, I've been watching him. I, I always, I think I've been with you the whole time. I expected him to succeed in this Tampa opportunity when given an opportunity. I expect him to win the job in Carolina last year. It's wild that he was the week one starter in Carolina last year. That feels like a hundred years that ago really now. Happened. But I'm not surprised he beat out Sam Darnold then just from watching him, but now meeting him again, that vibe, uh, I get why people are magnetized to him. I get why he's a natural leader. Even his answer about leadership, how it interests, what interests him about leadership is making others around him better. You know, case in point, that's why he's had the success he's had to this point. Very well said, man. He's got an Ivy League education. Tommy, if you haven't heard me say it this week, the way we've set this thing up, part of the XR4TI is here in Vegas. Part of the XR4TI is back in Cali. And then once the week went on and guests started to show up on Radio Row, part of the XR4TI in Vegas stayed here on the set. Part of the XR4TI crew then went to Radio Row. So we are all spread out. I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, and I see Austin Eckler. So what I'm going to do right now is take a break. Austin Eckler will close the show today. And as you start to get this vibe, as you get further and further into the week, more and more stars are showing up. We're going to walk it off with an enormous show tomorrow. And it's going to be our last day on CBS Sports Network. But again, we're celebrating this week. This is a tremendous week, and I'm so grateful for the setup. This is the best set ever. Best backdrop ever. Having one of the best weeks ever. It's good, man. It's all good. So we'll take a break. Austin Eckler joins me on the stage. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. We are live from the fountains of the Bellagio. 
Austin Eckler is off to the side. I'm going to have him in about 30 seconds. Really quickly, I want to read some of this feedback. This one made me laugh out loud. John in New York sent the following, quote, Great, great interview with Baker. You might love Baker more than I love you. John, that's one of your best submissions ever. That is funny, yo. That is really funny. Baker's getting a lot of love. DJ JB gets it. He writes, great interview with Baker Mayfield, Jim. I'm so glad you had the opportunity to speak with him. It's been a while coming. I know you were looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having Baker. I'm with you. I've always liked that guy. I hope he continues to be successful. And one more. Wow. At Jim Rome. What a freaking interview with that Baker Mayfield. I'm a huge Browns fan. And damn, do I miss that guy. He's a worker. That's for sure. All right. One last segment. As mentioned... You should walk him up here. We are joined right now by a running back who just completed his seventh season with the Chargers. He finished up the year with 628 yards rushing, five rushing TDs to go along with 436 receiving yards. He had a touchdown reception to boot for his career, over 4,300 rushing yards, 39 rushing TDs to go along with another 3,800 receiving yards and 30 more TDs. He appears courtesy of Dairy Queen. He is Austin Eckler. Austin, I got it. First of all, dude, what's up, man? How you doing? Well, Good to see you. Well, first of all, I want to say first of all, look, look what you got going on here. This yeah, is what I'm talking about. How you, how you like me now? You're on top of the world over here. How you like me now? We got to rep the 949. got to rep the 949. Dude, did my executive producer, Tom, roll up on you with, yo, Eck, what up? He did. We're bo- hey, dude, I feel like we've been on the show before. You know, like it's like family now. I, yeah, I, I didn't know you guys were tight like that, man. Fam. That's it. Hey, man, that's how good of a guy he is. He's going to allow that, dude. What up, Eck? What a dude. Com- comfortable much, dude? What up, Eck? You must have had me on fantasy or something. You know, so we feel like we're tight or something. I don't know. All right, so I'll ask you, man, what up, Eck? How you living, man? How you feeling? What's up? I, I've been great, man. I've been been awesome. Um, looking forward to, uh, you know, getting into this, this free agency. And, uh, you know, this last couple weeks have, for me have been just a lot of reflecting um, um, learning from this last season, also getting into some of my, my off-season off endeavors, but uh, um, a lot of exciting things moving forward. All right, so there's a lot to unpack. That's a really good answer. I'm curious because you're one of those guys, you think on things quite a bit. You self-audit, you self-scout. I mean, you have a real active mind. As you look back on this past year, like what kind of thoughts do you have? What, what did you learn about yourself? How have you processed the last year or so? Yeah, um, learned a lot. I learned a lot from myself. Um, I know that I need to step up more as a leader. Um, that's one thing that I take accountability for. Um, I think I was a leader, but not in the sense of the way that we needed. I think we needed more of a, of a cultural pull together for our team. Um, and I know I, I could have done that much better. Um, and um, going through and even just looking at like the offense and how we were running it and I, how we had had success in the past, I think almost we got away from a little bit of that. And I, I should have I stepped up earlier and talked about that. So bringing a lot of this, the responsibility on me of, of how my season went last year, obviously dealing with the injury as well doesn't, doesn't help. But um, i gotta, I got to step up more um, when it comes to my role and what I'm able to bring to the team. And I, I take that response. And whatever team I'm on next, I know I'm going to be putting those lessons in, whether it's back with the Chargers, whether it's with the new team. I'm um, looking forward to that opportunity. All right, so I respect that. That's a lot of accountability right there. That's a lot of responsibility. But in your defense, I was going to say, how challenging is it to lead when you're not 100% physically and you are dealing with injuries? I mean, it's not an easy thing to say, hey, man, we need to do this when you're not at your best and you can't necessarily do all those things you've done. 
Yeah, it's not about being easy. Um, it's about you know doing what you need to do, um, and especially in this league where it's it's a really tough league, you know, and it's it's very very small increments of of you know you know um, things that can put you off, you know, put you over the top, and then it actually can bring you home. Um, and so for us, it, it doesn't matter if it's hard. It doesn't it doesn't matter, right? It has to be done, and it takes it takes men to step up and actually go take on those roles. And that's the situation I was in. I had a C on my chest. I got to be there, and I got to make sure I do my job. And um, it takes a village, absolutely. It's not all Austin. Austin, I could have made and switched over the whole whole uh, season, but it's not any one individual. It's a collective. My man, I say this with all respect. You know this. You know what you're saying. You've got that C. So why did you not do that in that moment, do you think? Yeah, I, I think I didn't recognize that I needed to be in. I think it was one of those things where I reacted because I, I was like, okay, I'm trying to figure out what's going on um, because we have so much talent. And I think it was now that I look back, I just think that we had the talent there. But I think there was the, it was the gel of, of the accountability of, of holding each other accountable and our leaders not necessarily holding the standard high enough or where it needed to be to play at a high enough caliber that we could play at. And that's, that's something that you know when it's over. Not necessarily know when you're in it because you're like, okay, like I'm doing everything. I'm motivating the guys. It, you know, right? Or you, you know. fix it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and it sucks, you know, because, you know, you don't get this time back and, the, you know, football, it moves on um, and, you know, careers are short. Um, also, too, for Brandon, you know, our, our head coach, he was like the lightning rod of it. And everyone's like, oh, it's Brandon. It's Brandon. It's, it's not Brandon. It's all of us. We're all in this together. We're all putting the product on the field, on the practice field, in the culture. Um, and it's, so it's, it's a collective. Yeah, he was the face of it, but it, it's a whole new shift. And then, you know, them bringing in Jim Harbaugh. And so I think that's going to be a new opportunity where I've heard some, some great things uh, from, coaches, or from players that he's coached at the 49ers, that that's what he brings to the table is that culture, is that standard. So it's not only having that, at the helm, which we did have with Brandon, but it's also the players that have to be able to actually embrace it and then hold that standard as well. Austin Eckler joining us. So is that what it comes down to? Like, you guys were in so many close games. Like, it seemed like every single time you took the field, you knew it was going to come down to the last minute. It was going to be a close game. And unfortunately, you didn't really fare very well in those games. Is that what you're talking about? We had enough talent to beat anybody and be in every single game, but something was missing. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been in the, in the league long enough to respect the game that there's going to be a lot of close games. You know, it's, it's rare where you blow everyone out. You know, there might be a few teams here and there that are going to be able to do that. Um, and wherever, everyone's trying to build up to that. But for the most part, games are going to be close. And when they're close, guess what, what matters even more is the, is the tiny details that I was talking about. And it's the difference between being a top team making just barely barely making the playoffs or maybe not even making the playoffs um and having a season like we did and it's it's such a minor detail and it's it's little things that for me it was like death by a thousand cuts for us this year where it was just like little things that kept adding up adding up and kind of just you know tipped us over there at the end of the season um and we had all of our stuff going on with the coaches and those changes and things like that um but you know from from day one you know it's so important and this is for for any team that i play on like where i'm coming from mentally is i'm making sure that i I continue to bring that sticky enough sticky stuff as a as a competitor as a leader um and for me you know just on the field yeah i didn't have the best the best year this year um but for me i'm coming back healthy ready to go ready to continue to put fire into any team that i get on i say so where's your head at or do you want to stay with the chargers or maybe is it time to try something new? I would love to save the Chargers. I love the ma- I love the move that they made. Um, I think that's going to be a new spark for just the entire organization. But that's really what I'm looking for. So even if I do go back to the Chargers, I feel like it is still like a new spark because there's a new feel. There's a new um, you know anticipation that's now built there. But it's the same if I go to a different team. So looking forward to you know having the opportunity. It really comes down to 
really what I see as quality and, and putting myself in a quality position as far as, hey, what, how are you going to use me? What's the philosophy of, of the run and throwing the ball to the backs? Like, what's, what's the coordinator feel about that type of play? Am I going to be a tandem? Am I going to be a starter? There's a lot of different, you know, uh, factors that play in, and it, uh, it'll all play out here in a couple months. Dude, fit is so important. Have you heard from Jim Harbaugh? Have you spoken to him? Yeah, so I haven't spoken to him. He texted me the other day um, a few weeks ago at, or a couple days after he got hired and just was opening up uh, the line to, you know, if you ever wanted to, you know, chat and just, just give me, you know, some respect um, on my game and, you know, likewise for him and all the his success he's had and obviously winning the championship um, with Michigan. So, Did you um, block him? <laughs> Never. I'm just playing. I, shouldn't drag, I shouldn't drag my beef with him into this, in this with you. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. I mean, bottom line is, like, I think you've had enough success in the league. People know who you are. I'm curious, though, and the tape's there. Everybody knows what they're getting, but because you went through what you went through physically, do you know without any, without any doubt whatsoever, you're still that same guy. You can still do everything that you've always done, oh, yeah. and you, you're that guy still. You know this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I meant and, that as a question. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I'm here. That's why I'm answering it. Um, and for me, I, I dealt with the injuries, was dealing with the ankles and things like that, trying to, you know, deal with the high ankle and then another ankle sprain on the other one. Um, but for me, like in practice, like I'm still there, I'm hitting my numbers, hitting 20 miles an hour in, in practice and still running, still catching the ball, still still have the spark, still have the mental the capacity to go out. And, oh, I know that, and dude. And so, I, I know you're hungry. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you can feel my energy, but I, I'm ready to go. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, like I said, any opportunity that I get, let's, let's go make it a run. It sounds to me like you're like in reboot mode no matter where you are. If you stay I'm, where you are, that's the mentality. If you get an opportunity someplace else, that's the mentality. I mean, this has always been your mentality. This is the great thing. You proved your point. You made it. You overcame all the long odds. You are that guy, but you're still as hungry as you've ever been. You're working with DQ, dude. What are you doing with DQ this week? We week? are here with DQ. We're, we're, we're at the Super Bowl you know, experience. We have the best. This is like the best setup that is, I've been on today. I don't think anything's going nice, to top right? this. Yep. Yeah. So shout out to CBS Sports. Um, but yeah. So we're here. So if you're not here, you're probably home watching the game, right? And if you're home watching the game, guess what? You got to have food. You got to have a great assortment of food. And so that's why we're here with DQ. We know the iconic blizzards. You know, I hand the blizzard. Dude, best fl- thing ever. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, we got a new item on the menu that we're going to be uh, talking about here soon too. It's the it's the honey barbecue. Toss and sauce chicken strips. Okay. Great add to the, to the selection of food at, at the Super Bowl appearance. Um, and also have some burgers in there as well. And so if you want to check out more about DQ and what they're adding to our, our array of assortment of food, um, check it out at DairyQueen.com or you can check on the app. All right. So that's cool. That's really interesting. I'm going to tell you something. I don't, know if, I don't know if you know the answer to this or not. We have a lake house in the north woods of Wisconsin. There is a DK a DQ there. It's a small town, Eagle River. Dude, I don't know what it is. That blizzard there does not taste like <laughs> any blizzard anywhere else. I don't know if that's kind of a Midwest thing, a dairy thing. Know. Dude, it's like crack. It's wow. like the greatest thing ever. Wow. Like I would put you on a plane just so you could have that blizzard to compare it to our nine four nine Cali blizzard, which are <laughs> awesome. Which are awesome. I don't know, man. Can I get with your people? I need that explained to me. Why yeah, is that I, thing so we, good? We got some representation here in the back, but hey, when you're hey. there, also get you some chicken strips too, because I mean that's that's no, I'm the going new- straight ice cream, dude. I'm going right to the crack, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right for the sugar. I mean, I'm doing my best to try to cut that out of my life but when i'm when that if there's a blizzard and i'm in that same area code man i'm going there for I'm sure going there so dude how long are you here this week are you gonna are you one of those guys who's gonna beat it out before the game because if i'm not playing in the game i don't need to be near the game 
or how are you going to approach it? No, I'll be here. I'll be here all the way till Sunday. And for me, Super Bowl week, I, I love Super Bowl week. Good you for know, you. if I'm not playing, obviously that's what we're all trying to do. But if, if I've taken advantage of all the different opportunities out here, right? Getting to talk to people like yourself, come on a set and hang out, meet meet a lot of different people, and just continue to expand the network because um, you never know where an opportunity is going to come from. But you know, if you don't have that connection, that it actually will never happen. So that's so well said. You understand that. You understand that. I get why guys that if they're not playing in the game, they don't want to be here. But you've always been different in that regard because you're about expanding the network, mm. man, expanding your bandwidth, expanding Community. your scope. Dude, who are some of your biggest influences either in or out of the game? The guys that you draw the most juice and inspiration from? Yeah, it's always, for me, but really been entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and I actually got my start in just this journey was I was going into business. I wanted to grow in the business space. And then this thing called football gave me an opportunity. And I was like, oh, let me go try that. And that's been working out for me ever since. <laughs> but my entrepreneurial spirit has never left me. And so it's really been that spirit spirit of, hey, people that are trying to build something that's really going to make an impact, a positive impact in people's life and a community. And it's really that that spirit that I look up to, not necessarily individual, but a lot of individuals that are doing that. And I really am really looking forward to continue to being around those types of people and trying to push just like those people are to make an impact in the world. It's an energy thing. Yeah. It's an energy thing, isn't it? Absolutely. 100%. It's not just, it's not pegged to one person because there's people doing it in multiple ways and I respect it all. It's energy. That's how you close the show, man. That's why I wanted you to close the show, because it's an energy thing. Listen, I appreciate you so much, man. I appreciate the friendship. appreciate the relationship. Thanks for working your way over to the stage. And it's great to see you, man. You made it yeah, better. Likewise. You always make likewise. it better. Appreciate you. I mean, couldn't, couldn't be bad with this. I mean, yeah, this how is can we complain, just, man? We could just be out here hanging out you, all day. You this would is have great. to be such a sucker and a chump to complain man, about anything. I, not you one time. you and I sitting here talking football outside wow. of this. Look at it. Appreciate you, Eck. Absolutely. All right. I want to appreciate... The XR4TI, Mike Rue, been here working it hard all week long. We have one last show. I want to remind you, tomorrow's show is not only the last show of the week, but it's our last show on CBS Sports Network. We will go dark for a little while. Then the show will once again reemerge on the X platform. Again, don't get this twisted. The radio show does not change. Nothing about the radio show is going to change, but I'll give you more details tomorrow. My thanks to Austin Eckler, all of our guests. We've got some other major, major A-listers coming up tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. Have a tremendous Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow. We're out.